Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With the end of the regular season approaching and playoffs right around the corner, 15 NHL teams will be looking to the future with the NHL Draft Lottery. And to celebrate, the Hockey Podcast Network has partnered with Tankathon.com and CoolHockey.com to bring you the Hockey Podcast Network NHL Draft Lottery Contest. The winner of the contest will win a $200 gift card to CoolHockey.com, the Internet's best source for ordering and customizing NHL officially licensed jerseys. So here's how you play. Visit Tankathon.com NHL and click Sim Lottery to create a 15-team simulation. You can run the simulator as many times as you like until you get the result that you think will best match the NHL's official draft lottery. Take a screenshot of your simulation and post it to the comments section of the Hockey Podcast Network's contest tweet on their official Twitter account, at HockeyPodNet. Then, make sure to tag a friend and retweet the post. You must follow at Tankathon, at CoolHockey, and at HockeyPodNet on Twitter to be eligible for entry. All entries must be submitted by April 4th at 11.59 Eastern. The winner of the $200 Cool Hockey gift card will be announced on Twitter following the NHL's official draft lottery. All contest information can be found at HockeyPodNet on Twitter. So what are you waiting for? Visit tankathon.com NHL right now and keep simulating until you get the result that you think will best win you your CoolHockey.com gift card. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast for the Hockey Podcast Network, and this is episode 50 of the 2019-20 season and we are in the midst of the off season as Andy and I kind of try to get a grasp on reality and uh, the future of the NHL but you know this podcast I think we're just gonna kind of sit back have some fun shoot some questions off each other and just talk a little Rangers hockey um, discuss the season and you know kind of go from there I know we have um, a little bit of uh, ideas going forward that we're gonna we're gonna try out and just see where this takes us as we live in limbo so to speak so Andy how you doing and uh, and how you living <laughs> uh, uh, I'm doing okay I think and I'm living okay I think which is a kind of hallmark of the time we live in right now um, uh, like you said, in trying to prepare for this podcast moving forward uh, with such a, a, a drastic departure from where we thought we would be right now. It's been interesting because you get it at first you have uh, a bunch of ideas and then you kind of workshop them and think about what you could possibly do. So, but you know, James, and I are confident we have some good content coming up. You know, some things are just, we had planned for later, but we're going to move them up because uh, right now they are, Pro, not yeah in limbo i guess uh until the until thing the the path forward uh for humanity um becomes more realized but uh for today's episode we thought because there's so many unsure questions right now um james and i thought we would ask each other each uh prepare some questions to ask each other and we would take turns answering them to the best of our ability we we tried to make them not about 
the suspension of the season or coronavirus uh, related because we kind of touched on it in our last episode. And also, I'm sure you're inundated of it by now and you're kind of sick of it. So we just thought it'd be nice to ask the questions that are maybe, uh, you know, adjacent to what's going on right now and what might be on every Rangers fan's minds. And yeah, just get some, maybe hopefully get some uh, illuminating answers, at least in our own uh, humble opinions here on the Broadway Boys podcast. All right. Well, I think I'll start us off with my first question for you, Andy. Um, You know, I guess now that we can kind of start discussing next season, I go, what was, what's your number one problem you want to see addressed heading into next year? Oh, that's a really good question, actually, James. Um, I think for me, the biggest problem is clearly the bottom six for this team. Mm-hmm. And I know some of those problems will probably be taken care of by uh, whether it is potentially a player graduate a talented player graduating from the AHL to the uh the bottom six of the New York Rangers or uh current players that are playing there now just getting a year older you're stronger you know rookies who are currently maybe having mixed results down there uh getting another off season of training under their belt and feeling more confident and then clearly I just think some will be whether it's uh, a, a hockey trade or Jeff Gorton fleshing out, making you know, savvy moves to flesh out the bottom you know, of the roster, I think, uh, yeah, I think it'll be for the better because, um, you know, with uh, some injuries toward down the stretch, we saw players kind of getting moved around. But if you think about the, the you know, the, the potential guys who could be in the bottom six, uh, if you if you still have KZB as your top line and then Panarin, uh, Ryan Strom, if he's still there, and whoever you want in that spot, if Kako is ready to grab it next year, or if it has to be uh, someone else, a Foster, even it may be a Julian Gauthier, there are still options for those younger guys down there, but I do think it needs to be addressed. I mean, earlier in the season, our fourth line was absolutely killing us because we had Brendan Smith, Michael Haley, and Greg McKegg down there, and you can do better than that. And I think if this team wants to be competitive uh, and make the postseason next season, um, they surely need to address their bottom six because honestly, I when I outside of maybe some questions also about the back end, uh, does Mark Stahl get bought out? I do still think that ultimately, with the way this team has kind of found its footing, at least in terms of uh, trusting um, Adam Fox and Ryan Lindegren to take on most of the heavy lifting, that that definitely the when the top line yeah when the top six isn't scoring or producing it's kind of it can be slim picking so that's definitely the biggest need uh need for me yeah i agree with you i said i my biggest issue obviously well the biggest problem going into next year is the three goal the three-headed monster that we obviously yeah, have that, three goal that too. that's obviously a big problem but yeah i'm right with you i think there needs to be a little bit more depth up front in terms of production again you know uh, i just felt like we were too dependent on, you know, Panarin, uh, Zibanejad, and Kreider uh, to get us going. And if one of those three, you know, players didn't show up that night, you know, you know we were in trouble. So I'd like to see a little bit more uh, of a balance throughout the lines. And I think that will only, you know, come with time and, you know, a new season where we can address those problems. Uh, you know, this was, again, supposed to be a rebuilding year and I think you know it was it was quite a success and you I think you saw when Haley left the team and we you know added some players that gave us a little spark and energy down there like you know Di Giuseppe you know it, it was night and day what this team was able to do because you then you can roll four lines you felt balanced and you know you felt confident that um you know uh, that that there's not going to be one line that's absolutely going to kill you out there so um, but all right. So what's your, what's your question for me? Um, yeah, it's, uh, well, it's vaguely similar. My question is which Ranger next season do you think makes the biggest jump forward in their game and which Ranger has the biggest regression in their game? Okay. So I think next year, who's going to take a bigger leap forward. I think it's going to be Jacob Truba. And the reason I say that is because I think he was a little, you know, a little, uh, 
not to say distracted, but I think it was a little too much for him coming into this season, you know, playing with his best friend. I just felt like I, he had a lot of personal pressure on him to, you know, be this, uh, you know, leader on defense and, you know, be the best player out there. I think that it's now apparent that, uh, you know, um, uh, Tony, Tony D is going to be, you know, more of our offensive presence. And I think Adam Fox will be more of a, uh, all around, you know, our best defenseman overall. I yeah. think it'll allow Truba just to kind of sit back, relax, and play a physical game and just be a shutdown defenseman who can, you know, blast from the point and just do all the things that Jacob Truba is used to doing. And um, I think he'll have a bigger jump forward. Regression? Mm-hmm. Um, regression. This is a tough one. I mean, I don't want to, I mean, I guess I will say it. I'm going to say Chris Kreider is going to have a little bit of regression. No, I, I won't. Uh, I guess if he's still on the team, maybe Ryan Strom. I said la- I said earlier in the podcast that I can see, you know, Panarin's numbers not being so uh, dominant as they were this year, just because, you know, it's now a sophomore season. I think teams are 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 going to expect a little bit more out of the Rangers. You're going to get everyone's uh, a game against uh, against this team and against those top players. Uh, I, I you know it just was you know it felt like it was almost like a perfect storm this season. He was excited to play. You know this is the second year. I I don't know. I think I could see Panarin in point wise uh, regressing a little bit. I still think he'd hit over you know. I think he'd. I think he'll hit the ninety point mark. I'm not saying it's going to be like a total failure, but yeah, uh, you know, if you're saying ninety points is a regression as a player, I think you know you're pretty good. Like I'm not yeah. saying it's a knock on him, but I just yeah, think- it's just it's just you. He has having literally a uh, a heart border or was I should say maybe uh, heart or Art Ross caliber season. So yeah, yeah, and. Um, and just like, you know, it's tough because I don't know if Ryan Strom's going to be here. You have, I don't know if he's going to be put with Mika. If he is put with Mika, is, are they one of those lines that's going to, you know, they'll both, you know, put up, you know, over 100 points, but they're still like, you know, struggling to be in the positives in terms of a plus minus, you know? Yeah. So I think there's a lot of factors that play into that, but I, I think Panarin will take a little bit of a regression as, you know, the league starts to take the Rangers a little bit more serious. Yeah. All right. So my, for me, I think uh, Pavel Buchnevich will take the biggest leap forward. I think we saw how many chances he was getting, but he was absolutely uh, getting stonewalled, or just he was so he's just gripping the stick uh, the stick too hard. He couldn't buy a goal for so long, and then they finally started coming because his shooting percentage, you know, reverted to the mean. So I think a full year. Uh, I think it's pretty much that KZB line is is pretty much has Quinn's confidence at this time between, you know, me, the way Mika plays and how Butch has looked, especially later, you know, down the stretch for the season. He scored a, a, some pretty huge goals, whether it was the last second tying goal, um, you know, and uh, against uh, the Avalanche in their, their last game of the season. Um, yeah, I just think a full year paired with a guy like Mika who will probably be in the absolute peak apex of his career uh Kreider who hopefully is uh you know he's fully uh recovered from this injury and yeah I just think he's uh age-wise it looks like Pavel's about to really just enter that sweet spot and just based on how we've seen his game progress I think he's going to put up uh, pretty big numbers or at least uh worthy of being on the first line as a complimentary, even if he is a complimentary piece to Mika ultimately, you know, or Kreider, but I think he has the biggest jump forward in terms of regression. Um, I, yeah, I think it's between either a guy like Ryan Strom, if he, like you said, if he is still there, or I could also see, um, although not that he puts up gaudy point totals anyway, but I just, based on the style of hockey he plays and the fact he's about to turn 29, I could see, Jesper Faust hitting a bit of a wall just because, yeah, he's a smaller guy, plays a really physical, hard-nosed style of hockey, and that tends to catch up with you. And he's never been the most offensively gifted player, so I could definitely see him having 
a season where he looks a bit uh, out of sorts or, you know, a step behind. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I definitely see that with his age. Uh, this is not one of my questions, but I do have another question for you. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, is with Seattle coming into the league, wait, when when are they when do they pick their player? It's uh, um, I don't know. I think the expansion draft is probably maybe next spring. I don't know. You know what? I'm going to look this up. Uh, Seattle expansion draft. Um, the 2021 NHL expansion draft. Because they come in 21-22, right? Uh, so it's June, June of next year. Okay. Is the expansion draft for right. Seattle. And they'll okay. come in the following fall. They come okay. in the fall of 2021. All right. Um, because I can see him and end up being on that list. Oh yeah, absolutely. And if they follow the, he's not a guy you would probably if you were going the the traditional route. But then based on how the the Knights approached it, uh, if you approach it that the way they have, and it's actually worked out pretty well for them, uh, then he's would absolutely be a guy they would you know because it's hard. All you know, there's going to be a lot of. Uh, how do I say that nicely? Competent bums available. You know what I mean? But oh, yeah. a guy who can kill penalties and you can play. He's the perfect guy for if you don't know what your roster is going to look like, because, you know, you can at least slot him in anywhere, with compl- anywhere with complimentary guys. And uh, yeah, and he'll rise to the occasion. You know, you can't make him a first line caliber forward, but he will produce uh, at least the bare minimum with a, a star forward you know what i mean he'll go to the he'll make room for them he'll he'll just adapt and that's the beauty of him is that he's a very unselfish player he plays hard always and you know we love him and obviously his leadership abilities on this team or just what it means to the new york rangers is can't go unstated he always wins the players player award um yeah and quickie's uh he's the obviously he's every coach's wet dream we've said that before but just based on everything he gives you on the ice and yeah so yeah i could definitely see him being made available but in terms of regression, just based on, you know, that style and how he's getting up there a little long in the teeth. Uh, yeah, I could see it. So. All right. Well, so my real question is, <laughs> will the Rangers finally have more than one all-star on their team next season? I hope so. I hope. Well, if you think about it, the three candidates are Mika Panarin and Shesterkin. Yes. Uh, do we know where the all-star game is next year? Cause that's a big part of it sometimes. Uh, was um, it down in Florida? Oh, well, that's the other thing. Down in Florida. Because they already put the, remember they put out the crazy, yes. like, so, jerseys? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, I guess it's really, obviously, the there's, a lot of fact, there's a lot of factors based on how other teams in your division are looking. Um, you assume one of Ovechkin or Carlson from the Caps and... Obviously, it seems like every year a new Pittsburgh Penguin is having a, is a career best, whether it's Rust or Gensel or Crosby or Malk, and they have the options abound. But, you know, those guys are all getting older, so uh, it's very possible. You know, I mean, you wonder if Carolina continues to progress, if like Aho and or even, Doug, uh, you know, um, oh, Hamilton. Uh, what's his name? Andrei Svechnikov or, or Dougie Hamilton are all people that could make, make the all-star game. Um, yeah, but I think it's possible. I mean, if Mika just continues scoring at like the forward he is base, and I think Mika this season was very good for him to to he. I think he finally got anointed like, oh right, he's not like just a, a two C on like a cup team. Like he's a bona fide number one C. Not that you and I ever doubted it, but it 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 was clear that people have been kind of late to buy into his hype, and you know he's definitely uh, yeah. I mean, I'm well, I'm guilty of that for sure. Like there was not never there's. I will never hide the fact that I thought I never thought Miko was a number one center until the last two years. Um, it, oh, but I, I I agree with you though. I don't think I don't think until I maybe thought he was he was around or could be that guy right before uh, the year he put um you know um, well it was it was kind of right hard, before last season he does but he was all, he was hurt yeah he yeah did, yeah absolutely but then you look at him they're kind of freak injuries you know you break your legs like sliding into the boards it's like yeah it's yeah. A freak injury so. But I will say, part of being healthy, or part of being, yeah. you know, oh. number one is health. Right. is a huge, huge factor. I mean, you're absolutely right. Uh, 
And even guy, when guys like Crosby get hurt, they come back and they absolutely tear it up. And then you look at their points at the end of the year and you're like, they put up the same points, but then you see they missed like, you know, again, 20 games. You're like, holy Moses. Yeah. I mean, I think. You or know, Ovechkin, I, who's just a tank and just doesn't get hurt yeah, <laughs> or slow true. down or stop or get worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully Panarin, you know, maybe that's Russian blood. So hopefully Panarin. Yeah. Well, Panarin I, I never think, gets hit. That's the good thing about him. Is I, I have you seen him? He maybe got hit once or twice this season that I can kind of remember in a check. He's so elusive and he's so aware of what's happening on the ice the, the whole time. So I don't remember him getting. Yeah, there's not. I've many never really s- want to commit to him. No, and I haven't seen him gassed really. Like he's just, you know, he's obviously in term. You, you see him in the. He's a smaller guy, but you see him in the locker room. The kids are absolutely yoked. You know what I mean? So yeah, he's in great shape, and he's just. Uh, he spends his instead of going out and partying, he's building right now. He's building bird houses and playing uh, Monopoly with Buchnevich and Shesterkin. And, you know, he's a uh, he's just a uh, clean, clean living from the bread man. So, yeah, you don't have to worry about him. Yep. Yeah. All right. So my second question is, uh, well, we kind of touched on it before. Do you believe Ryan Strom gets resigned? Or will get resigned? Um, so. Listen, I I want him to get re-signed. I think he will get re-signed only because I don't think he's going to really ask for the... He's not going to ask for a crazy amount of money. I I think that, you know, I hate bringing this up, but, you know, obviously the the whole deal with the coronavirus and and, and ending the season, you know, short or almost probably helped the Rangers in this situation. Uh, Yeah, the counting stats aren't like crazily gaudy at the end of the year yeah exactly and you know you know he had 59 points in 70 games he had 18 goals 41 assists now he didn't hit the 20 goal mark which i think is huge for the rangers i know he probably would have hit it but still you know it it is what it is you can't i think it's easier for an organization to say you know well you know there's not a guarantee that he would have gotten that you know rather than a player you know saying that you know i definitely would have hit it it's like no there's you know he's gone cold before trust us like so we know that you know he he was struggling towards the end there and stuff like that so i don't think it was a given that he would hit the you know 70 point mark so i'm gonna say that they sign him because i don't think he's gonna really break the rangers uh balls over this contract uh i think he realizes his role i think he's that self he's got some self-awareness where i think that he's smart enough to know that you know what I'm, I could be part of something special. So let me let them sign me and let me stay here. You know, I've had a career year. I'm playing with one of the best players in the world, the top three player in the league right now. So let let me be a part of this and, and, and let's not get greedy here because who knows? Like where where realistically would he end up if he, you know, if he's not a New York Ranger? I mean, maybe the Devils would maybe want to try to sign him. You know, I I don't know. I don't know really where he he truly would fit in. Uh, possibly the Ottawa Senators would maybe try to get him. You know, losing Pajot, maybe they feel like he could, you know, kind of fill that void. I don't know. I don't know really where he would fit in. Um, uh, what are your thoughts? So I'm going to say yes, he gets resigned. Yeah, I, I feel pretty much the exact same way uh, that you do. I feel like I think... You know, he spoke a lot about feeling a little aimless and finally solidifying a spot here. Uh, Obviously, there's I don't think he's going to. I think he's the type of player that, you know, it's one thing if if Kreider, who's a guy, you know, you you go back and forth and you negotiate between agent and player and, and the team. I don't think Strom is a guy that Jeff would willing to like budge on if uh, he makes an offer he deems fair and then he's trying to get more i think he'd walk away before he would yeah because i think he's it's almost one of those things that everyone can see so you can almost be like like yeah i just think it's i think uh gorton's smarter than that and i think honestly i think strom and his agent understand like listen these are where my points have been out throughout my season yes i i've seemed to solidify myself now but i was playing with a heart guy you know yeah uh yeah, and I'm this. I'm 26 years old or whatever it is. So yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think he's going to hardball them too much. I think there's a number, and I think it. I think he'll get paid probably a little bit more than a, he would have got last year. But at the same time, I, you know, I it it 
like you've said all season, James, that he watched him and yeah, he maybe had his ups and his downs maybe defensively, but when it came to offensively and playing with Panarin, like he rose to the occasion and he definitely plays bigger when I, he now than he's ever played in his career, or at least, you know, when he's got the puck and he, he definitely seems to have more pace and step to his game that I haven't seen. Cause I've, you know, I've watched him as an Islander and I watch him a little bit in Edmonton. He's just a much more, he just seems to have a lot more confidence. And even though, I mean, that, that game versus the, the avalanche, if you remember, he couldn't, the, the last game, how many times did he miss open nets or just was, you know, hitting posts? He couldn't buy a goal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, he can, I, I, he's a smart guy. He knows how to play. He knows where to be. And yeah, he's got his defensive shortcomings and sometimes he can make suspect decisions, but ultimately he's a guy that, yeah, like you said, he are you, when you're the Rangers' second line center put up, you know, around fifty points, like, and would probably would put up more. He probably, you know, who's to, not to say he couldn't finish closer to sixty, right? So, yeah, no, absolutely. And so let's, yeah, with the amount of games left, especially playing with Panarin, like, you know, if if your second, your two C's putting up near sixty points, like that's good, <laughs> like you know, so <laughs> absolutely, yeah, and yeah, so, and, I, and and I'll say this, you know, he's a he's a two and a half C you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He, so, yeah he's, sure. you could bring someone in that is a, you know, a bona fide second center for sure. And then if he drops to, to the third, you're, you have a better, you know, you have a lot of depth at that center position if he's your third center and, yeah. you know, and he is a guy that if you did have a center go down, he can easily shift up and be and, a, yeah, a you're very, not, and- a very solid, you know, guy filling in that depth role. That's why I think like a player like Strom is important. I know a lot of people don't like him and they think, you know, his success is based off of Panarin, but you know, center is a tough position. You know, there's not a lot of them out there that, you know, you can get for probably the price that I think that the Rangers will get Strom for. Absolutely. All right. So is it my turn? Yep. It's your turn. Balls right. in your court. Okay, well, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but, you know, Buchnevich, Igor, and Panarin were quarantined and uh, <laughs> playing a little bit of Monopoly. Um, if you were part of that Monopoly game, what piece would you be? And okay. part two is that uh, with that <laughs> Monopoly game, Buchnevich put out a, basically, you, know, you can ask me anything, but mm-hmm. I'm going to change it up a little bit. If you had to ask one question to each of those players at the Monopoly oh, table, okay, uh, what would the question be? All right, so for I'll answer, uh, I'll answer the first question first. If I had to pick one, uh, I would pick the the little dog. Was it, okay. it's like a Scotty yeah. or something? Yep, because that's that's the best piece. Okay, in my opinion, yeah. uh, I love the little dog. Uh, and if I had to ask Buchnevich, Panarin, and Shesterkin. Uh, questions. I think I would ask. Oh man, I, I I think I'd ask Igor. Um, that's tough. I'd probably ask him what it's like playing with his idol, with Henrik Lundqvist. Because yeah, I don't know too much about Igor's personality, but I do know that like he's idolized Lundqvist, like how surreal it is, and um. It's funny because Igor, if you go back through his like Instagram, like, you know, you scroll a bit before he was drafted by the Rangers, you could see him. He would post like Hank things with like positive things like, you know, you got this. And like when they lost in the playoffs, I think he posted something Lundquist like with his beard being like something to the kind of like, you know, this like this is only a small like step back. Like you like you get like, you know, keep moving forward. You got this like idol or something. You know, the guy's yeah. a hero. Yeah. So that's crazy. So I, I love that. So that's what I ask him. Panarin. Uh, oh, man. You know, it's funny. Panarin has all season has been like posting stuff on his social media about like him fixing things up. And now it, like today he had a video of him. Apparently he installed his. Uh, he was like installing a gate lock and he, he put it in backwards. So the spring was on the wrong side. So it was like he was almost stuck to the. And he, but then he fixed it and then he's got his birdhouse. And then he had this thing with Home Depot where he was buying tools. So it's like, I'd probably ask him about his, his home projects, what he wants to do. Cause he bought, you know, he's got the, I, I assume he's got a pad in, in NYC 
end he probably has a home in like somewhere in connecticut right where the currently him and the other uh two russians on the team are quarantined at the the, the panarin compound uh so i'd ask him what uh home reno projects he's got going probably Bushnevich is the most interesting one because i i did see he had like an ask me question and some of the answers were he's a fun he's a he's funny so, guy yeah, man he's really funny I, and his english is really good now it's amazing how how good it's gotten so yeah, quickly but it's good um, it, it's still it's still the english is still funny though to read when he's oh, writing yeah. out answers yeah but he's clearly confident like he just does it like um what would i ask butchie i'd probably ask him about because everyone calls him like like captain smiley or something because he's always on the bench he always has that like rustic bitch face so i'd probably ask him about that like why like what do you think about the fact that your teammates call you that or something you know yeah i don't know uh so all right as a little bonus question here as i pulled up the monopoly pieces uh what pieces do you think each of them were oh okay um okay um i'm gonna say I'm going to say, I'd just say Panarin was the top hat. Okay. I'm going to say, actually, no, you know what? I think Panarin would pick the little Scotty dog because it almost looked like his dog, Mr. Rigi. Yeah. That's what I would. Panarin picked the little dog. Yes. I'm going to say Igor picked the top hat. Okay. And I could see Booch picking like either the boot or the the, the iron, yeah. Like and <laughs> yeah. saying something like you know like I pick you know pick the fucking boot or whatever, or, yeah, you know, whatever. But he would definitely pick something to try to pop the other two and make yes. him laugh. So Panarin the dog, Igor top hat, and I think Butch would pick the boot and think it was hilarious. You know, yeah. So I, yeah, yeah. I could see Igor picking the ship. Also, I don't know why. I just feel. Oh like... yeah, yeah. That's very. You know, again, I think he'd take it in a more traditional like. Either he or he'd say like, "Look, it's the Broadway hat. I picked the Broadway hat." Yeah, so, yeah. You give I, me Broadway hat, I'm wearing it. So yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was the wheelbarrow always. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. I don't know. You, it's just a classic. You could tell a lot it's about a, someone based on what Monopoly piece they pick. I'm sure. Well, I just a felt like no one ever problem. picked it. I didn't like the thim- the thimble. Yeah, I get that. that I don't like the like, people that pick the race car. Were always like, "Come on, man!" Like, it's yeah, you're trying way too hard. Like. This this game Monopoly is not about you know trying to f- go quickly and it's about yeah you know I don't know but, it just yeah. you know what it's the wheelbarrows the salt of the earth you know it, it takes a, a hard worker that's you know, true to build an empire <laughs> yeah you're building an empire it just shows that you have to go to work I feel like the boot the dog is rags quite, to, I mean, the, yeah the boot is like I'm strapping up my boots I'm going to work. Yeah, rags to riches. The iron also, you know, I just feel like the race car is just, it's not, you know. It's it's counting your, your, yes, it's like you're, you're, it's like you're, you're anointing yourself before you've even made your money, your millions. I agree. You know, I couldn't agree more. All right. Uh, It's my turn, right? Uh, Okay. So the Rangers have two first round picks uh, going into the draft whenever the draft is or ends up being. Do you think they utilize both their picks in this upcoming draft, or do you think it's possible that they package uh, one or both and in a hockey trade? So, I was actually going to ask you a similar question okay. uh, regarding Pat. Uh, if, if you thought the Rangers would move up, uh, I, I didn't actually add that to my list. So that's not one of my questions. But so I'm glad you brought it up. All right, cool. Well, I'm glad I got it. in. Yeah. yeah, reverse it right back to you. Sure. I think it all depends on where the Rangers are drafting. I feel like they might want to move down in this draft. So I'm going to say that they package up the their picks and move up in the draft. Uh, right now, I looking at the league standings, they're going to have to do it like points per game. Uh, I don't think that they're going to actually finish the season. Uh, so yeah. I, they're going to have to do it like points per game. So, you know, they're going to be drafting maybe 16 17 area and then they'll get the i guess they'd get toronto's pick right um so toronto would be picking like 12th it looks like so i feel like i don't know much about the depth of this draft i just know that it is good 
but I feel like the Rangers might try to make a blockbuster move and, and, and try to move up or move down. I don't know how else you'd say it. So I'm going to say, yeah. yes, they're going to, they're going to package up. And I think they, I could see them trying to, I could see them making a trade with, uh, uh, I can see them trying to make a trade with maybe like Montreal or Buffalo to try to move it maybe into a top depending on, on the lotto system. So obviously I, you know, it depends on where they are. So, uh, yeah. you know, but if everything pans out the way it is, I can see them making a trade with a, another team from the East, you know, depending on where they are to try to get up into that five, six spot, you know, for a player. Yeah. Really I actually like. feel, yeah, I actually feel exactly the same way as you do. Obviously, a lot of it de- does depend on where they finally end up drafting and what they make the rules or if the Rangers somehow jump up um, can change a lot. But I I think right now, uh, knowing what we know about Jeff Gordon, that he is looking, you know, he's really honed in on talent from uh, what with that tw- 2017 draft. Yeah. You know, if you look at, um, you know, let me actually I'm just going to pull it up because I think it's a. Uh, Pretty interesting. Seventeen NHL draft. Uh, you know, we heard that, especially because that was like the first one with. But where we got? Okay, so it's like. Do, 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 do. Oh, maybe it was wrong. But uh, where? Which? What draft did um did uh, uh shoot? Hmm. Anyway, all all we know is that Jeff Gordon has uh. It seems to be looking for players that are aren't going to have to marinate as long because I think he looks at the window of his team and Mika's young, but you know Panarin will be twenty eight or twenty nine, whatever he's going to be, and Kreider same. So I think you know with Igor playing the way he is, uh, yeah. So um, I just think yeah, I think for whatever reason that he, I think if he had it, if the front office had their their preference, they would much rather. Unless, you know, A, like you said, use those two, package them together to attempt to move up to get a player they really covet if they feel it's worth it. Because I think they, they're they're pretty comfortable with where their, their farm team is at. Although right now, obviously, because they've had so many players graduate pretty quickly that they're a little maybe barren in terms of uh, flashy forwards outside of Kraftsov. But um, yeah, I think they would attempt to package them. But I, I don't think it's out of their own possibility of one of them to be moved for a player, uh, you know, similar to a Julian Gauthier type, maybe a young guy who has promised but has had trouble, but they think is a worthwhile, you know, investment, you know, so yeah, uh, who has pedigree but isn't isn't maybe lighting the world on fire or just a team that's like looking to kind of really start over or a guy who's like yeah, so who knows? And obviously, it always depends on the player because you you've seen it work out really well for some of your. Not that you'd have to give a first to get them, but like, yeah, you see some of these guys, uh, um, like what's his name on, uh, who's on Minnesota now, Kevin Fiala, or just guys that get, they get kind of jump, they're clearly very talented, but they get moved around a lot mm-hmm. because they, you know, they have either defensive warts or whatever, you know, they, they light stuff up and then they go dark for a bit. But, you know, if, if a guy like Fiala finds, uh, yeah, hits his stride, like he's going to, be a real dangerous player in this league you know what i mean so um so yeah i think i i, I could definitely see i de- i think it's more likely that the rangers get creative with those picks than sit on it is i guess the the gist of it yeah and i and i can also see like i mean obviously like the standings right now are so weird uh <laughs> yeah. like because you don't just don't know on, like how they'll do it but like i can see a team that maybe they like vancouver for instance you know, if they jump up in the lotto big time, I can see them, you know, trying to trade and maybe get some, you know, you know, some depth players and, and you know, and trading back and, you know, taking two guys in the middle of the of the draft and not taking one in the front. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, totally. So. I have a question to ask you. How's your sock game? Are you wearing the same basic socks day in and day out? Are you showing your feet the same amount of style and attention you show your pants and jackets? Well, you're in luck, because I am proud to announce the Hockey Podcast Network Ugly Sock Contest, presented by SouthernScholar.com. Southern Scholar is a hockey player-owned menswear company 
whose primary focus is providing you with a better dress sock option through a monthly subscription to them. Crafted with their one-of-a-kind signature material blend and designed with classic color palettes and timeless patterns, their socks are built specifically to stay in place throughout your workday and add a subtle, sophisticated twist to your everyday. By partnering with the Hockey Podcast Network, Southern Scholar wants to help get you out of your old, boring socks and into a pair of beautifully crafted and stylish dress socks by giving away a free March subscription box to the winner of the THPN Ugly Socks. Post a picture of your ugliest pair of socks to the contest post pinned to our Twitter profile at Broadway Boys Pod by March 31st, and James and I will select one winner to win a free March subscription box courtesy of southernscholar.com. That's all you have. So take off your shoes, rummage through that sock drawer of yours, snap a picture of the ugliest, most basic, boring, hole-filled, stinky, Islanders-colored socks you own, and you can finally treat your feet to the style and flair they deserve with a free pair of dress socks courtesy of southernscholar.com. All right, uh, it's me next, me next. All right, so my next question is, will the Rangers have two 60-plus point defensemen next year? Oh, mm. um, I'm going to say no, only because I feel like, well, what, how much does Fox have right now? I'm going to look at that, actually. Uh, Fox right now has 42 points. You said 60? Yes. Um, and Tony. Where's Tony at? Tony's at 53. Oh. Uh, okay. Mm. Tony would have hit. I, Tony would have hit. I think. Yeah. I will say, I think that had Adam Fox been put in a position to succeed earlier on, or maybe because you know, it was his first year, they were reason him in for whatever reason, but getting first pairing minutes, I think he would have hit. Yeah, actually, I'm going to say yes. I, I was think I was prepared to to say no based on because it's like obviously ice time is one of the biggest factors in that but yeah i think all especially i think if you paired tony you know i don't know what what mark stall is going to do but if you if somehow mark stall is not even here i think that helps your chances whoever you're with even more so you know and you know d'angelo broke is only 24 and they say your defensemen really start hitting their stride 25 26 you know what i mean yeah i mean or hell look at look at uh John Carlson, I guess if you're you're almost thirty, but um, yeah, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say if, if Tony is still a New York Ranger uh, and doesn't get moved for whatever reason, uh, or his contract demands just they are too much or whatever, um, I I I'm going to agree. I'm going to say you will have two Rangers defensemen hitting sixty points, which would be awesome. Yeah, I think that would be pretty incredible to see and. You know, just if if Fox were to break out in that next year and just really rack up the amount of points, you know, just the excitement that I would have to think that we have a uh, obviously we know Tony's a threat, but almost like a dual threat on, you know, with the offensive defenseman, because I think that's huge and that drives so much more offense, uh, you know, just throughout the season to have, you know, defensemen that can really drive the play. Uh, and I think that will, you know, be the difference between Rangers making the playoffs and not making the playoffs, to be honest. So, yeah, no, I agree. So I'm, I'm saying yes next year. Nice. I love um, it. I love uh, right. being, is my turn? Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. Does Vitaly Kraftsov make the New York Rangers out of training camp next year? Um, I'm going to have to say yes. Uh, you're losing Greg McKegg. You're losing Haley. I, j- I don't know if he'll play right away, but I think he'll be on the run. I think he'll be on. No, he'll be on the Rangers starting next season. I'm very confident in saying that. I think there's a lot of players right now that he would be comparable to, and I think. Seeing the success of Philip Di Giuseppe and just the impact that he's had on it, 
you know, if he can kind of be that, you know, spark plug and work hard and do all the right things, I don't see why he wouldn't be able to make this team. Uh, the, the only thing I would say that maybe they don't is if like they really make some moves during the off season, which I, I don't, I don't know, really know who's out there and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. I can see it maybe being like a, like the Heatle thing where they wait and then bring them up, uh, you know, just to get a little bit more playing time and experience. And I don't know if he'll be here for the entire season, but I do think that he'll either he's going to start. I, I have a feeling he's going to start with the Rangers. I Yeah, I feel the same way because, A, I think if they deem he's not ready, they can send him down before the nine-game threshold or whatever it is. And, B, just for me watching him, and he's gotten definitely, I, I you know, I, I like – he has been laying the world on fire, but I think when you watch him, you kind of realize quickly that just based on how he plays his game, he's one of those guys who will probably be better than in the NHL than the AHL. Just because, you know, when you in the something in the AHL, if you're dishing the puck out to someone, you're not usually not getting it back most of the time. That's just I think just him being more of a heady, you know, pull guys to you, playmaker, you know, with who can use utilize soft hands. I just think. Yeah, I just think uh, I think his game will translate better to the NHL. And I like that we've seen him back check and do his defensive uh, reads have been much better since returning to Hartford from uh, overseas. So I think he makes it. I don't necessarily think there's there's a chance he gets sent down. He doesn't stick. But I think he'll make at least make the they'll want to see him in the NHL for a very short period of time. I think they'll just use probably the beginning of next season to get it out of the way. So and even I, if he doesn't stick, I, I do think he starts there. And I do hope that it's communicated a lot better. That's yeah, that's the biggest thing. Cause I mean, uh, yeah, I, it's in this Leah Anderson thing. Well, it's a, not to, to tangent off of the question is obviously interesting. Cause he seemed to be, he found, he kind of found his gear and was playing really well uh, overseas. But you know, obviously that we have questions. It's not one of my questions. I don't know if it's one of yours, but, uh, yeah, it's, I do. I wonder where that relationship's like. And, you know, obviously now it's like he's not playing any. No one's playing any hockey. So I don't know if this makes a difference or if it, you know, wasn't enough to you didn't get to play out the season or Champions League or whatever, or get enough to really help his uh, his case for move, either moving on or making it back to the Rangers. So I don't know. But that that's a that's some, I guess a question for a later date. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. All right. Is it. Should be your final question. Yeah, my final question. Uh, since we had you know five questions each, uh, my fi- my final question will be: I want you to, for your, and this is your own personal experience for the season. Okay. I want you to rank your right. top five favorite moments of the season. Okay. Uh, oh man, this might be hard to do. I might have to do it in reverse order because it's almost easier to know what's up. But it's like. Um, yeah, there. I mean, there doesn't need to be. Yeah, you might. So, reverse, all right. So, top. You know what? I'll tell. I think. I, I think I can tell you. So, top. So, f- number five with bullet is probably D'Angelo's hat trick versus the Devils, or okay. which, and I think he, it was a, also a four or five point night for him, right? Yeah, uh, five point night. Five point night. Uh, number four was Panarin's. Uh, five points versus the Islanders at home. Okay. Because God, I love Panarin just dunking on the Islanders every time, especially because he he like use them as leverage and free agency. Just the fact that he's an Islander killer absolutely fills me with so much glee. So it's the best. Uh, that's sorry four. Uh, number three. Uh, I'm gonna say. Uh, hmm, this is where it's getting tough. Uh, number three, I'm gonna say probably Kako's first NHL goal. You know, just because it was like uh, it was such a nice little handsy move. Yeah. Uh, with, with Strom. Number two is uh Fox and Kako hooking up on the OT winner versus uh, the Penguins. Yes. It was awesome. I remember you and I t- were like, I just, I was screaming at my part. My, my, my wife was so mad because I, I like, I shouted. I let out like, Woo! yeah. <laughs> you know, I just like, just because I'm, wa- I was literally watching in bed with the laptop on my chest, like, you know, uh, just so, just a, a picture a dark room and just picture 
you can see like you know me like the most unflattering like my 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 neck chin onto stomach just being illuminated by my laptop and then i see that and i like i shrieked and i like jumped up and i was like you know stomping my feet and my wife was like what the f- are you why i'm slave what are you doing so that was great and then uh i mean number number one is uh i i don't know how at least for me it couldn't be anything else it's just mika's five goal game i mean that ot yeah. winner and just yeah it's yeah i it's one of the most impressive things I've ever seen a Ranger do. And I, Mika has a really special place in my heart. Cause I, he's a guy I loved. I loved him when he was Ottawa. I just, I loved his game. And when he came to the Rangers, I was really stoked. And yeah, just to see that he's because, especially with what everything's been going on Panera and just the fact that he's become, yeah, like I want, I want him to be the next captain. Like I, I have had this belief in him and to see it just blossom like this and just see how, clutch and he's been and that's you know the you know the i it honorable mention it didn't make the my list but that ot blast you know the pass from panarin and against uh yeah the islanders was awesome you yeah. know what a clutch moment you know it's so cool uh yeah so yeah i uh and i also i guess also honorable mentioned the the comeback versus uh montreal was pretty cool too although yeah. it's like it was a cool moment for the team, although maybe it just it was felt a little bit more lackadaisical in, in, in practice. But um, yeah, that was a cool moment, too. But yeah, that, those are my top five moments of the season. I mean, yeah, I mean, we pretty much share all of them. Uh, the one I would say was Zook's return um, for me. Oh, I, yeah. was at, I was at the yeah. game and just like the environment there was was pretty crazy. And just, you know, seeing the fans reaction of a player who was, you know, everyone's favorite was, uh, that was pretty special. That's a game I certainly will never forget. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, you know, all those, I mean, the Mika five goal game, I think is, was the, you know, sadly right now, looking back on it is the highlight of the season. I just think it just was the crowning of our next captain is how I looked at it. Yeah. Um, it, it felt like there was no more, you couldn't, because you know, I think all, he put everything to rest. Like, you know what I mean? It's not Kreider. It's me. It's yeah. Know, I'm the captain. Yeah. Look at me. I'm the captain now. Yeah. Igor's first start was pretty special. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean that that was you know pretty amazing because you just you know you knew you were waiting for it all year and you didn't kind of know what to expect and his first start and you know it was just like all right this is our future and you know obviously he, yeah. he had an incredible season uh with the rangers so what what's cool about that is like after the game you know he he went they pull it out and he looks kind of like tired but also like uh yeah you could tell he was kind of like oh man like shell like shell shock but like he got through it and then he's you know everyone's saying, and then hank comes up and like a big smile and gives him a big hug and you can just see igor literally like light up like a christmas tree and i was yeah. like this is like <laughs> the wholesome content I crave like yes like pump this into my veins but yeah it was that was obviously a very cool moment yeah and then uh you know uh you know him shooting for the empty net was it was something else too oh yeah just watching him handle the puck every time it's so weird as a as, Rangers fan I'm like yeah, what as, is what's happening <laughs> yeah as no. good as Lundqvist has been throughout all these years he's a terrible knew, puck yeah handler. he can't handle the puck <laughs> you just never trusted him when he left the net to you know put it in the right spot or make that you know you know crazy pass up the ice it was just surreal to see you know some of the passes that Igor has made and and when he was shooting for the empty net I'm like holy shit like this kid's gonna be like he's gonna be a star because to have that much confidence and 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 belief he tried twice yeah (laughs) he's like I'm doing it again (laughs) I loved it I was like wow he gives no fuck it's great you know he knows what New York wants to see and that that certainly is, is something else yeah all right well i think all right well my final question and it's it's pretty simple and we've even spoken about it before but i'll I'll just listen do the new york rangers make the playoffs next season i'm gonna say no and i think as a team they it's hard to say if they'll finish worse point wise right now but i think the rangers will finish with with about 85 points next year and they'll miss the playoffs 
I think they're going to do a little bit worse than they would have this year. Again, I just think that this was almost a magical year. It's tough to repeat seasons like this, and I'll, and we're rebuilding. Don't forget. Yeah. So, and it's hard to say they would have even gotten in. Too. Yeah, I just you felt know. like we we so overachieved, and you know we just relied so much on our stars, and I I just don't think that teams are going to play the same way against us. I think they're going to, you know, be smarter about how they approach the games against the New York Rangers and knowing, you know, that, you know, we are two lines deep and obviously there's so much, so much can happen between now and then. Um, yeah. yeah. And, you know, that, that, I, and I don't you only know. Have the... Yeah. And I don't know what the goalie situation is going to be like. Are the Rangers going to still have Hank? Cause if they're carrying Hank and Igor and they let, you know, Georgie go, you know, I feel like it'll just be it might be added pressure on Igor, you know, if they go Igor and George and they buy out Lundqvist in a crazy move, like I could see them maybe doing just as good this season. But I'm going to say they missed the playoffs uh, with about 85 points. That's I mean, I, I'm, I'm just trying to be realistic about it. Yeah, like, no, I, 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 I think I tend to agree with you because it feels like it you can kind of feel like exactly what you said that a lot of things came together for them, but you remember that it wasn't exactly a, a even though we're, we're happy with the, the growth under the fact that we had two players having lights out seasons. Uh, it wasn't all hands on deck really, or, you know, our defense, I really like how our defense acquitted itself, but again, our bottom six didn't do much of anything this season, you know? And, but again, they're, I know they're young and obviously they can all take, you know, between Heedle and Kako and, uh, Gautier and uh, Howden even or you know, I guess Lemieux you know all these if Kraftsoff comes out yeah these young guys can take a step forward but it does to your point it's like it does seem like it's going to be maybe one step forward so they can find like one step back and they so they can finally take a few steps forward then the the next year so I actually had said they wouldn't make it that that I think they again they would finish just outside of it because as maybe if, if for any market improvement in terms of the talent of the players and growing into roles and, and other acquisitions that it would still like they would be. Yeah, that they would be just whatever step or pieces away. But again, if the, I think that now the biggest uh, equation is you if you have Igor playing the whole season and he's healthy, you know, if the goalie deployment does end up being just Igor getting the lion's share and whether it's Gurgiev or Lundqvist, but it's just as long as it's Igor, I think, you know, there's a chance, but I, if I was a betting man, I would say no, but again, I would love to be, I'd love to be proven wrong, but I am definitely with you. I think they're going to again, finish just shy, but I do feel like after that, the, they should be poised to take a huge step and be ready. Yeah, and I I wouldn't call next season a failure, even if they don't make the playoffs or if they finish with less points as last year, or, or, or I'm sorry, as this year. You know, th- there's a lot of teams I feel like that are in the the realm of the Rangers, and you know, the Florida Panthers, the Montreal Canadiens, you know, the Islanders, Carolina, Col- you know, even Columbus. Uh, you know, Buffalo should be there if they play themselves out. You know, I think there's a lot of teams that are just in that mix that like. You know, depending on how you do against them, you know, or you, you could jump up five spots and sneak into a wild card spot. Or if you lose those games, you know, you're draft, you know, you're sitting at, you know, you know, seven, eight, or nine in the in the division. You know, that's how you know close this division is and how tough it is to make the playoffs in the East right now. It's yeah, the just, metro, the metro is particularly is brutal. Yeah, I mean, you got Washington, Philly, and Pittsburgh that are going to be locks pretty much for the, you know the next few years, and then. You know, the Islanders should be, you know, way better than they are. And, you know, obviously Columbus and it's just tough. You know, even like the bottom of, you know, the, the four and five seed of the Atlantic, you know, you know, Florida Panthers is, you know, you know, they should be better. And, you know, it's just it's tough. It's really tough. Montreal's going to be better next year. It's going to be interesting. It certainly is going to be an interesting season next year as, you know, this you know, kind of fairy tale season uh, is over, and you know it's back to the grind again. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. 
And again, it's kind of, I know some people probably listening to this will not like to, to hear that, but I think these things do take time, especially in this division. And maybe again, you necessarily based on what the Rangers could potentially add. Yes. You don't want the, the guys who are maybe a little bit older to start like aging out of their effectiveness, but I think for the most part on paper, the Rangers should in terms of their things should line up nicely if the, to, by the time they're, they're really ready to be there. So, um, but yeah, who knows? Jeff Gordon has done a lot of work over the last few summers. What he could have one more productive summer and, that doesn't again because the Rangers do have so many so much draft capital now between picks and a good prospect pool, and where he's willing to maybe move some uh, younger promising prospects to get some good players back, and then we could say, oh, like this team on paper has to or whatever. But as it stands right now, if it's just evolving naturally with what we're seeing in front of us right now, yeah, I think it's probably uh, most likely they don't. But again, a lot can change, so. But yeah, for that's how we feel for right now. Yeah, and and uh, you know it's kind of sad. This this podcast was great. I had a lot of fun, but it was a little sad, a little little mellow for me. Uh, you know, just realizing that it, it is was such a fun season. And it kind of just came to a grinding halt. And there was yeah. so much promise, but um, yeah, so. Andy, I had a lot of fun, and you know, I I will probably do this again. I oh, would yeah. imagine. So, yeah, I mean, uh, fifty fifty episodes is pretty uh, pretty funny. Now that I'm thinking about it, because I'm thinking about the season. Now I'm thinking about this podcast. It's been fifty of these, you know, uh, and it's been a lot of fun. And obviously, now uh, things we're are not going anywhere. So no, we're not <laughs> we're not going anywhere. But we're just it's just it's like. Now that we think about it, it's like, yeah, it's it's uh, it's just yeah, where it's a very reflective time period based on the fact that the season was cut short and, you know, just how uh, the what the ride's like been like for James and I, and now like he said, it's kind of at a stop. But you know, we have some uh, fun content coming up. Uh, we're gonna have it, guys coming on for interview, uh, guys and gals uh, from our fellow. Uh, hockey podcast net uh family uh also we'll have some outside guests we'll james uh and i have some uh we think we've figured out uh a uh, fun workaround for the fact that the regular season uh is not being played right now but we'll we'll divulge that at a later date so just bear with us for that but yeah we have some fun stuff in store and we'll obviously you'll when I'm sure things will information about what the NHL is planning to do will come out at some point, uh, whether the season continues or not, but in terms of what, when free agency and the draft comes. And so, um, yeah, so we will address that uh, in the future and you'll have that in upcoming episodes, but, uh, yeah, we, there's at least as far as our next episode. Yeah. We should have something fun in store. Um, Nick, uh, James and I were able to jump on the tip of the iceberg podcast last Monday, uh, which was a lot of fun with our, our buddy Nick and his uh, wonderful co-host. So yeah, if you want, go check that out. It was, we talked about uh, the Rangers on that. They, you know, asked some questions. We talked about New York city pizza. So yeah, it was an awesome conversation and we're definitely going to have those guys on our podcast in the future. Uh, especially because in the Metro, it seems like a lot of the fates of these teams are intertwined. So and yeah, on Patreon, we have a whole slew of fun content. Uh, I know, you know, right now things are unsure, but it's only a dollar. So you get a lot. You have Metropolitan Division roundtables. We do. We get together to talk about movie reviews and out, other sports and just outside things. So yeah, there's a lot of awesome content on there. It's only a dollar. Um, what else? Oh, so yeah, we're still giving away... Uh, courtesy of Southern scholars you heard in our mid roll, we were still giving away a free pair of socks. So uh, if you're listening to this, just post a picture of your most ugly, boring hole filled, whatever pair of socks, just boring dress socks or regular socks on our page. And you could win a free uh, subscription box for one month. Uh, just, you know, one uh, beautiful pair of Southern scholar dress socks. And yeah, we decided at the end of the month, March 31st, um and is there anything else i don't think so i think that about covers it um if you're not already we have an individual feed 
uh, you know, you don't have to for the hockey podcast net for this podcast through the hockey podcast network. So if you're, were uh, just subscribed on your podcast provider of choice to the hockey podcast network and all those podcasts would come up. Well, we have an individual feed on that. So just search Broadway boys there. There should, we'll post the link again in our Twitter at Broadway boys pod, but yeah, you should be able to find the uh, individual RSS feed for our podcast. That way you just only are only subscribing to the podcast you want to see. And if you don't want to be inundated with ones that you're not interested in listening to, you don't have to. So yeah. Uh, thank you, James, uh, for being on this ride with me for 50 podcasts so far. It's been fun. And we, I know we got a lot more in store. Yeah. I can't believe it's been 50 already. I kind of has flown by. I don't really remember the, I don't know, pretty much from between 15 and 35. I feel like it was all a blur. You know, there's just like moments of the season and, uh, you know, it's, it goes by so quick, you know, especially this year with just the season that we've had. It's, it's, you know, it's, been a blast i thought it was going to be a a tough grind where you know you know we were sitting at the bottom of the barrel but you know luckily our boys made it interesting and made it a lot of fun and made it you know you know i looked forward to getting on the podcast and talking about this team and and you know again uh couldn't couldn't thank you enough for everything you do because you do so much work behind the scenes and with the editing and all the stuff that uh you know i'm just not in I'm very incompetent and I can't do those things. And you, you know, you basically make it happen. So this is, I, I applaud you. Stick taps to you, Andy. Credit to you. And uh, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you uh, uh, sign us off here. Well, it's been a fun 50 episodes and you have to think of a good way to end it. And, but you know what? The, the answer, James, it's been in front of us all along. You know why? Because it's Broadway boys season. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.